With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Block Hello, you're now... Hello, you're now listening to The Slavic with DK. My name is DK and I will be your host. Uh, give me a few moments while I get everything set up here. What's today with the platform? Okay, so I guess here we go. Uh, first things first is I'd like to mention that my latest book, Forbidden World, is out and it's available through most online retailers, including Amazon. Also, the last volume of the Slavic Way series is also out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and OE retailers. Kindle, Nook, you name it. Now, today's episode I'd like to do, and uh, I was going to do it later today, but system was acting up, couldn't change the episode, couldn't log into my studio. It was giving me a whole bunch of different problems. Finally logged in, so I mean, if you check the episode, you can see that there's no description, no hashtags, uh, no nothing of any kind. Just basically hit go live now, and luckily was able to get through. I want this episode. I want to do on the qualities of a perfect wife, according to old Slavic tradition, according to ancient Slavic tradition. And I have a list of qualities. I got these out of, well, it, it is said that uh, they come from old Kama Sutra book, but all that is questionable. And these qualities have nothing, almost nothing to do with sex, nothing to do with pleasing your husband. It's just some qualities that if a woman has, if a female has these qualities, she would be desired by almost every man around her if she has all of these qualities. However, as we go through the list, most of you will see that some of these qualities are really rare today. And just so all the females out there don't have a grudge against me, we will do qualities of a perfect wife today. And on the next show, I will do qualities of a perfect husband. So you will get to see what it takes to be a perfect husband. Now, the reason I use the word wife and not a woman 
is because in Slavic languages, the word woman does mean wife. Because there were no single females in old Slavic tradition. When a girl was born, she was a girl until she reached the puberty or the age 12. Then she became a maiden. And she stayed a maiden until she was married. If she did not marry for any reason, she became an old maiden. If she married, she became a wife. And if for some reason her husband died, or if her husband was killed in action, she became a widow. But in old Slavic tradition, a female was always under the protection of a man. It could be her father when she's a girl or a maiden. It could be her husband. It could also be her brother. If she was an orphan or if children were orphaned, usually the oldest brother would take on responsibilities of a father and take care of all of his younger brothers and sisters. It could also be a brother-in-law. And this is where a misconception came that in old Slavic tradition, uh, men would have multiple wives. When a war happened and all men went to war, and let's say a nice-sized family would have five sons, each of these five sons would have a wife and children, and out of five sons, only one returned. Well, the four widows would then be cared for by the one son or one brother who returned from war. So when foreigners came to the Slavic lands and they would see a beautiful maiden walking through the streets, they would ask, well, whose woman that is or whose wife that is? And because in Slavic language, woman and wife is basically the same thing, he would be told that, oh, she's the woman of that man over there. Then we'd see another woman, and they would be told the same thing. So the foreigners believed that one man could have multiple wives, when in fact he would have one wife, his chosen wife, and if his brothers were killed in action or died for some reason, he was to take care of his brother's wives. But to him, he would... Uh, act as a brother to them rather than a husband so they went under his protection the reason for that is well the reasoning for that is because according to Slavic tradition a female constantly needs to be charged with male energy if a female finds herself without a male of any kind around, whether that be her father, her brother, her husband, or her brother-in-law, if there is no man of any kind around, she will begin to age rapidly and eventually die. Of course, there is no way to check that, prove that, or to disprove that, but it was said that if you take a female and you put her on let's say, an island where there are no men of any kind within 50 mile radius, she will die rather fast. 
It is because it's this all has all has to do with energy exchange between a man and a woman. They don't have to be in a relationship where husband wife relationship where they make children where they live together in harmony. It can be a brother and a sister, but still energy exchanges. Uh, think of it as a think of a female as a rechargeable battery and think of a man as a solar panel. Well, separately, they really don't have, they're really not that useful. But together, a solar panel will charge the battery and the battery can be used to charge something else, to provide energy for something else. But a solar panel separately is useless if there's sun only for several hours a day and the battery is useless if it cannot be charged by a solar panel. So look at it that way. The thing I want to say about Kama Sutra is if you really look into what Kama Sutra means in Slavic languages, it means Kama, which I'm pretty sure it could easily uh, be, a letter could be thrown out because some people could not pronounce it correctly. But think of it as not karma, but karma. And we know what, we all know what karma is. And sutra is actually two words in one. It's So look at it as karma sutra. In other words, if you translate it from Slavic languages, it means karma from the very early morning. And that, what that means for us is when you wake up, when you get up in the morning, you have to do everything right. You have to do everything as you're supposed to do, just so you have good karma from the very early morning. It has nothing to do with sex. That's something that was perver perverted and changed later on down the line. So let, let's look at this list that I have here, and we'll go through it and see all of these items on the list and um, I'll just take a few minutes to discuss each and every one of them. So number one is to have determination to follow her husband. And if you think about it, that's really what a good wife would do. She would stand behind her husband. She would support her husband. And uh, when we discuss the good qualities of a husband in the next episode, you will see that a husband will never make a decision that will affect his wife or his children in a negative way. So to look at uh, this first item on the list, to have determination to follow her husband, wife always stands behind her husband. And in Slavic languages, that's really what marriage means. For a woman to marry means for a woman to stand behind her man. Number two, the ability to deliver the greatest pleasure to her husband. Now, I'm sure people would see this and they'd be like, oh, so you said there's not, it has nothing to do with sex. Well, sex is something that's that animals do. But when a man and a woman come together, they 
don't have sex, they come together in order to join their energies, in order to create a new being that will be better than they are. And in Slavic tradition, in Slavic culture, it does say that one woman has one man, and one man has one woman. But what they do in the privacy of their own bedroom and the privacy of their own home is their business. They can do whatever they want in them. It's their business. They just don't they just can't take it public. The next item is the ability to guess and anticipate the desires of her husband. It can be anything and everything. It doesn't really have to do anything with sex sexual pleasure, sexual desire. It just has desires. So your husband comes to war uh, comes home from work in the late evening, you have to be able to predict that he's probably very hungry and it's a good idea to have dinner ready for him. So it could be even that. And uh, if, let's say, if you're married and if you've been married for a while, I'm sure many couples will agree with me that not only females, not only wives, but even husbands are able to predict the desires of their spouse without any words being exchanged. I, I mean, I've seen couples who will sit on the sofa, watch a movie, or will play outside, and all of a sudden husband will go and do something, or wife will go and do something that the other spouse wanted done without any words being exchanged between that couple. The next item on the list is the ability to be collected in any situation. This is very simple. A good wife will always have a solution to any problem. Even if she's surprised, she will not just stand there and act if she doesn't know what has to be done or not have a way out. A good wife will either be prepared for any situation or she will quickly find a solution to any situation that may come up. And you actually see this quite often in Slavic folklore where something happens and the first person to be consulted is either the wife of the house or the grandma usually it's somebody from it's one of the females even a young girl may be consulted to be able to find a solution now the next item on the list is the ownership and control of sexual force for the realization and own children the highly spiritual ancestors of her husband what this means is the female needs to be able to control sexual energy in order to call forth the soul of one of her husband's ancestors to be reincarnated in the child that is to be born. To make it, to put it in simpler words, all of our ancestors unless they moved on to higher worlds, 
to higher dimensions, they are waiting to be reincarnated. And what's interesting here is if you know how to control your sexual energy, if you learn how to control it, call forth the strongest ancestor to be uh, the, the strongest ancestor to be revived or reincarnated in the child that will be born of the relationship of a husband and a wife. And this is said in many books written by many Slavic authors on the subject. Number six, uh, cleanliness. This is just as basic as it comes. The wife is in charge of the house. Keep that house clean. I mean, what husband does not like to live in a clean house? What husband doesn't like to come back to a clean house? And many we will say, well, what about the husband? Why can't the husband clean? Well, that's up to you. That's completely up to the couple. Who cleans the house? But trust me when I tell you this. The wife will always tell the husband what to clean, how to clean, and when to clean. But if the wife doesn't like to clean, she may not be able to hold on to the husband for long. If she doesn't want to clean herself, she has to make the, her husband clean the house for her. Number seven, the knowledge of love games and the art of lovemaking. It goes back to what was said previously. Whatever happens between a couple in the sanctity of their own home is their business. And if the woman, or rather if the wife knows how to please her husband, if she knows love games, if she knows the art of lovemaking, if she's the expert at it, I highly doubt that husband will go in search of another wife or another female, which never happened in Slavic culture. The only time in Slavic culture when a husband was allowed to take more than one wife is immediately following the war, when there were when the ratio could be ten women to uh, ten females to one male or twenty females to one male. There were even times when an entire male population of one village would be destroyed, so elders would ask males from a neighboring village to come take some wives. So anything was possible. Number eight, agility in love positions. Well, most women are more flexible than uh, men, and though. Uh, if the wife is to know all of the love games and to be an expert in the art of lovemaking, she needs to be flexible. Number 10. The ability to cause interest of a spouse through her behavior and dress. Today, I would say it's called flirting. It's the ability to attract attention without the use of any words, through body language, through movement, through the way you dress. Actually, if you look at this list, you will not see makeup anywhere on here. Only dress. Because our ancestors did not need to use makeup to attract her husband. They also knew that if you use makeup, you attract 
a husband not to yourself, but to a different image of yourself. So imagine what happens when a husband marries a female, she becomes his wife, he's always seen her with makeup, got used to that image, that exact image when she would put on makeup, and then once they're married, he would see her without makeup. He would probably be in shock. And uh, it would not surprise me if that husband would leave that wife because she would she basically deceived him through the use of makeup he he did not marry her he married her image so he would leave her image and not technically leave her because he never married her okay number 11 the ability to present herself. And let's look at number 12. Also, it's the ability to excite her husband. All of this goes together. It's the wife needs to be able to excite her husband, to keep her husband interested in her. I mean, if a female marries a male and she becomes his wife, then immediately following marriage, she completely goes into a depression and displays no interest, does not excite her husband. She just exists. What kind of marriage would that be? There always has to be interest. And again, uh, we will take a look at the qualities that make a perfect husband in the next episode. Next one is the ability to leave without disturbing the sleeping husband. Well, this would probably go back many, many centuries, not even that many centuries, maybe even a century or two, when women would get up before her before their husbands and take care of any domesticated animals they may have, or they would prepare breakfast, is just to be so smooth and so, well, to be able to leave the bedroom without waking your husband. And this was in the past. Today, depending on who's who works in the family or depending on who has to get up early, well, in modern times, husband would mean to have the ability to leave without disturbing his wife. I mean, who really wants to be woken up early in the morning unless he really has to? Number 14 is the knowledge of ways to fall asleep after her husband. Again, this can go both ways. It all depends on the schedule that the family has. Number 15 is the ability to sleep in any position. Again, this may go both ways. It may go... Either a wife needs to be able to adjust to her husband or husband needs to be able to adjust to his wife. Number 16, the ability to do different massages to maintain longevity and health. We are not talking about sexual games or sexual massages here. We are talking about healing massages. There are are many 
proverbs that refer to uh, wife's hands as the healing hands. Because many wives or many females have the ability to fill out her husband, fill out those tense places and massage them to provide health and longevity to her husband. Now, number 17 is Vedic treatment. Herbal medicine, spells, and treatment with life force. Back in the old days, back before civilization became what it is today, but before modern times, children began to learn Vedic treatments, Vedic medicine, from the early age, they would observe, uh, girls would observe their grandmothers, boys would observe their grandfathers, they would follow them and see what, what they do, see what kind of treat, treatments they make. They would learn plants, they would learn what plants cure, what plants harm. Not only that, they would also learn the dosage. And this would go on for many years. It, begin at approximately five, seven years of age, depending on the child. And it could go on for many years, even decades, depending on the direction in which a person decided to go. If the person decided to become a Vedic killer himself or herself, it could go on for decades. And it's all, all definitely a plus. When it comes to the list of qualities to be a perfect wife or a perfect husband. Number 18 is the knowledge of domestic and ritual witchcraft. Knowledge of folk customs. And again, the more you know, the better off you are. Today we no longer learn from our parents, from our grandparents, from our ancestors, what happens today is we're given to the state, we go to school from early age, and if we learn something from our parents or our grandparents on the side, great, but before you have to realize that there weren't no schools before as there are today. I mean, yes, there there were schools, but they were completely different. Usually it would be a traveling wise man who would come to a village and children would see him and if he possessed knowledge of the craft they would like to learn, let's say astronomer or if he knew herbal medicine, children would run out, run after him and they would learn from him as much as they can. And such traveling wise men were always welcome in each and every village. They would never have to worry about where they would have to stay they would never have to worry about where they would have to sleep. They would just walk into a village and they would be welcome in each and every home because of the knowledge they possessed. So again, knowledge is power in any marriage and uh, it's definitely a good quality for every each and every wife to possess. The more a wife knows, better. But then again, the wife would have to know how to use that knowledge. Do not preach. I mean, many husbands hate when they're told what to do. 
I mean, a wise wife would find a way to have her husband do what she wants him to do without direct approach. approach. Uh, an indirect approach is best in this situation. So number 19, the basic knowledge of astrology, favorable and unfavorable dates. Uh, I would recommend for both husbands and wives in every, anything and everything that you do, just know, even, for example, know when to plant seeds, know when to cut hair, know when it's better to do a certain custom, or you have to know favorable and unfavorable days according to astrology. I mean, just uh, last week I found a whole collection of books on astrology, and as soon as I saw how many there are, I mean, my eyes just nearly popped out of my sockets. It was a couple, several, several dozen of dozens of books, and I mean, I can't wait to read them, but it's definitely going to be a really long read. Number twenty: the ability to communicate with the forces of nature. It was. Very possible, even as little as a century ago, but now people have lost their ways. They forgot how to communicate with nature. They even forgot how to listen to nature. I mean, most of us are, we live in the cities. Well, not me, I don't live in the city, but I live close to it. But if you take any person who lives in the city, odds are they when they find themselves out in the wild, when they find themselves out in nature, they have no idea how to behave or what to do. Most of people who live in the cities, they have lost their way in communication into listening to nature and to their ability to predict what may happen next. I mean, there are people who can uh, not only go out, let's say, into a field, and predict when it's going to rain. There are, there are people who can actually cr create rain. There were cults of... Uh, there were certain groups of women that if it didn't rain for a long period of time, they would get together and create rain. And to this day, uh, throughout the recorded, recorded history, there isn't an instance when... They asked, and the rain didn't come. It was every single time. When they asked for rain, the rain would come. The ability to use her hair, the knowledge of hairstyles, and the ability to comb hair properly. Do you know anything about Slavic culture or Slavic heritage? You would completely agree with me when I say hair is important. And it's important when it comes to both wives and husbands. But it's definitely a subject I will want to get into on another occasion in one of the next episodes. Because when it comes to hair, and I'm talking about hair that's on your head, your facial hair, every different kinds of hair that a human can have anywhere, it's very important. But I will, like I said, I will definitely dedicate a complete episode to just hair. Because it's very important and there there were studies that were done. I would definitely like to discuss that with some people later on, but not today. Another one is the knowledge of different characters, the ability to display the necessary character, and the 
ability to express and subdue her feelings. A wise woman will not only be able to read people who surround her by their facial expressions and their behavior, she will also know how to control her own behavior. And it is definitely something that's very important. We'll do a couple more, then we'll take a short music break and continue on. Number 25, the necessary knowledge to be able to Protect her honor and dignity. Well, to protect her honor and dignity, I would say it this way. The word tales in Slavic folklore, when a village would be attacked, all men or all males would be the first ones to be killed but then females would pick up their husband's swords and defend the children. So the necessary knowledge to protect her honor and dignity, it comes down to battle arts. The more you know, the better you can protect yourself, the better. Because yes, your husband or your father, your brother, all males, are there to protect you. But if they fall, you have to be able to protect yourself. 26. The ability to reason, to identify patterns, and to make inferences. Well, what can be sexier than a woman who really knows how to play chess? I mean, let's talk about that. Uh, Again, the wiser you are, the better you are off. I mean, it's definitely a good quality of any wife is to be really, really wise, but to be able to hide that wisdom and only to display it when it's needed or necessary. Number 27, the ability to eloquently express her thoughts. Well, in other words, you need to know how to speak beautifully. I mean, many of us have gone on dates, you get to that first date, You sit down, the woman is beautiful, she's gorgeous in every way, but as soon as she opens her mouth, you're like, nah, I'll pass. That happened to many of us throughout time. So for a wife to have this quality, the ability to speak beautifully is definitely a good quality to have. The knowledge of games that develop the thinking skills of a human. This mostly goes to women being able to educate and develop the children in the family. So if the husband is not there, if the husband is out working, providing for the family, it is the wife's job to educate and teach their children. And it's definitely a good thing to have. Number 29, the ability to do business calculations, the knowledge of numbers, weight, volume, density, etc. So who would ever say that Slavic women were uneducated? I would definitely like to speak to that person because it says right here, a woman needs to be educated and not only in herbal medicine or astrology, astronomy. Well, here's algebra, here's math. I mean, uh, 
woman needs to be able to do certain cal calculations. And before, I mean, there were no computers, there were no calculators. People did all calculations in their mind. And even if you look at some of the problems, if you pick up a textbook from a century ago when there were no such thing as calculators, most people today will not be able to solve even several problems from old textbooks in math in their mind without the use of calculator. So that knowledge is definitely very important. It's definitely a good quality to have for any wife. The knowledge of the text system. Well, there was always a taxation, not as it is today, not in the same before. I mean, all, all Slavic folklore speaks of the same kind of text system. You would give 1% to, well, basically, you would give 10% of your income, but this does not speak about money. This speaks about uh, you collected so much grain. You would give a part to the defending, the standing army, and you would give a part to the temple because the army does not have to labor in the fields because they stand guard. There would be, always be a standing army. They stand guard. They protect you. And when your children grow up, they join the same army and they are provided the same benefits. So it's not really a taxation system. It's more of a investment in your own future because there were never such politicians before as there are today when you give money but you don't know where it goes well before you gave what you could you would give grain you would give vegetables you would give fruits that you collected you would give livestock and you knew that it went to feed the people who protect you it would it went to feed the people who provided you with knowledge and wisdom and it was not wasted. Now let's take a quick two-minute break. I'll turn on some Slavic folklore music for you, and we'll come back and discuss the other half of the, this list.
Dvorak with the Slavic way with DK. We are discussing the qualities that make up a perfect wife today. And once again, before we move on, I'd like to point out that my latest novel, it's a sci-fi novel, Forbidden World, is out for to be purchased. It's available on Amazon and most online retailers. Also, the latest volume of the, the Slavic Way series, book 13, is also out. It features some of the fantastic Slavic folklore from the Don region, and it covers past tens of thousands of years. And also an additional note, if you'd like to keep this station on the air, if you'd like to continue listening to the Slavic Way with DK to my show, uh, provide your support. There is a link on my page for with my PayPal account. So, hey, as much as you can provide, I definitely appreciate it. And throughout the year, I will definitely have some causes that I'd like to talk about. I definitely like volunteering, and I like to give back to the public. So each time I mention a cause, I will... Go back to my uh, for you providing support, and if you do provide support, just make sure to let me know what you would like that to be applied to. So now we continue on with the qualities of a perfect wife according to Slavic tradition, Slavic culture. So number 31 is the ability to negotiate and conduct business. Well, look at that. I mean, women being able to conduct business. So it was not only men who conducted business, but their wives as well. So husband and wife worked together in harmony, I might add, to provide for their families. Number 32 the ability to prove her righteousness. Well, if a woman gets into an argument and she knows she's right, she needs to have the ability to prove her side. Although a wise woman would never get into a heated argument in the first place. But if she would, she would be able to win that argument. The ability to recognize the qualities and abilities of people. Again, we go back to ha- for a woman to have the abilities to read people. Just think about it for a moment. If your wife is wise, if she is educated, and a stranger comes to your house in your absence, and your wife has the ability to read that stranger from first glance, definitely she would make the right right choice whether or not to let him in. You have to keep in mind that before, even in the 19th century and centuries before, there were no locks on doors. People came and went. People, I mean, this goes back to Slavic hospitality. Slavic people love having guests, but that was taken away with communism. This was taken away with Bolsheviks. This was taken away with people in power today, because if you take away everything from the people, 
the worst of the people will try to in order to provide for themselves and this this is when we get into crime stealing that's the worst of the people not the best of the people but even as I grew up I remember going visiting my friends as a child and as a teenager and I was never chased out or I was never told I cannot visit everyone I knew and everyone who knew me knew that hospitality is Number one in Slavic tradition. There are certain people who are always welcome, but lately, I mean, in our modern age, you always have to be on the lookout who's good and who's bad. And there are skillful people today who can not only read your facial expressions, but they can also read your aura. They can read your energy. So as soon as they see you, it doesn't matter how big of a smile you put on, they will be able to read you like an open book. and Or if you come to somebody's door and the person is very skilled, very wise in reading people, and you look like you just escaped from a mental, mental institution, and they look at your energy, they look at your aura, and they see that you're just as bright as the sun, this is when expression "don't read the book, uh, don't judge the book by its cover" comes into play. I mean, they will definitely welcome you into their home. So there are some things that you cannot hide. I've been told by uh, people I know, so these are first-hand experiences uh, by people who can read auras. That there are people among us that don't have an aura; they're just basically empty shells. So a person is walking around and you look at that person and you just see like a shadow. You don't even see the person. You just see an empty shell. That's also possible. So definitely a good quality to have. Number 34, the ability to decipher dreams and to interpret the signs. This is coming back. This is really coming back. It's never really went away in Slavic tradition as Far back as I can tell, women were always better at deciphering dreams than men, but they always loved doing it as well. So if, let's say, a family member has a particular dream that they're not sure of, they usually would ask every woman in the household, oh, what's your opinion on this? But it's definitely coming back because I picked up a book not long ago and uh I looked at it, and it was basically a manual of how to be a perfect female. Not a wife, or a, but it was a guide to girls who are growing up how to better themselves. And guess what? I looked in the back of that book, and there was a dream guide in the last pages of that book. And I was like, wow, it's coming back. People are definitely waking up right now. So the next Item on the list is the ability to grow roots and to create comfort in any situation. This goes to an old saying, and I'm not quite sure how old it is, but as I grew up, I always heard it. uh, And there's definitely a saying among among Slavic people right now. I know in Russia and Ukraine, in Belarus, there is such a saying is, it's good where I'm not at. So basically, people look at other countries, they look 
at Europe, they look at the United States, and they're like, oh, people are really well off over there. Oh, my God. Well, that thing was created by people who are basically in charge charge of materialism. Now, the true saying is, and this is this saying you will hear from anybody who's awake, from anybody who has woken up, is the true saying is, no matter where I'm at, I will feel good there. It's making the best of any situation. You find yourself in a bad place, well, you will feel great in that place because there can definitely be an outcome that is worse. Number 36, the ability to make utensils, household items, and toys out of clay. Simple to understand. I mean, definitely a skill that would be a good quality to have in a perfect life. Number 37, the production of fabrics and yarns of different materials, the making of decorations of clothing, the knowledge of the hidden meaning of symbols and characteristics of products. Again, um, the more uh, knowledge you have, the more you know, the better wife you'll make. Number 38, the preparation of paints, Dyna fabrics, yarn, clothing, utensils, the basic knowledge of color science. I actually spent some time around uh, women in Slavic culture, and they always, they're always busy. They always keep themselves busy. If it's not making sweaters, if it's not knitting, if it's not weaving, they're either drawing on spoons or other utensils, other wood, clay, always keeping themselves busy and their labor is not wasted because if whatever they make is not used within their family, they will definitely either trade it or sell it or gift it to somebody which and make that person's day better. Number nine, the knowledge of properties of stones and the ability to use them. Uh, this is not regular stones, apparently. This is definitely precious stones, but the more you know, the better. All goes, all comes down to knowledge and wisdom. The art of cooking and the preparation of beverages. This is probably where the saying, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, came from. If your wife is a really good cook, Odds are you're not going to leave her for somebody who's not. So definitely it's a good quality for a wife to be the best cook she can be. I mean, we men do appreciate a good meal every now and then. Number four, knowledge of wild plants and their use in everyday life. Nourishment and healing. Well, it's simple. I mean... A wise woman can take a plant and use it as a spice or use it as an addition to food or use it to heal an illness. I mean, the more you know, the better. And again, I've seen many books on the subject. And I will say it again, that in the next episode, we will go over all all of the qualities of a perfect husband. So women don't feel... Wives and women and girls don't feel left out. We're going to pick at the men too, so... It's not that uh, 
I'm sitting here and picking it on you. I will deal with men next time. Number 43, the, uh, actually number 42, the ability to collect a good harvest in the garden to preserve it and to make edible semi-manufacturers. Uh, I remember my grandmother doing this. I remember my parents doing this. And definitely I remember my grandparents doing this. And it's always the women who did this. I mean, men can help collect the harvest, but it was the women who preserved that harvest for the winter. I mean, let's face it, a hundred years ago, there were no supermarkets where you can go any day of the week and buy anything you want in a supermarket. Before, you collected your harvest in the fall, in the autumn, and uh, whatever you collected would have to last you at least until spring. Uh, 43, the knowledge of uh, agriculture. Again, basic knowledge there. You have to remember that before, before modern society, children, and I'm talking about both girls and boys, began learning from the age of seven, but they learned everything through a sort of game format. So they actually learned quite a bit more by the time they reached adulthood than we know today. They didn't learn anything they were not going to use. So today you go into school and you learn basic subjects as math, algebra. Well, imagine learning everything you would learn in 10, 12 years of school. Imagine learning that much information in one year because before, and I will stay by this, before people were more educated than because they knew the techniques, they knew how to educate their children better, so their children possessed more knowledge and more information. Moving on. The communication and play with animals, their training, the suggestion of necessary actions. Well, if you live in harmony with nature, you will know how to communicate with all animals. And an animal will never attack a person who does not wish it harm. Unless the animal is very hungry, then again, it's the fault of the person who did not feed the animal. So it's always good to have your way with animals, to be able to train them, to be able to understand them. I mean, if the animal is hurt, but you don't see any apparent signs that the animal is hurt and you go to pet it, well, it can harm you because it will be defending itself, especially if it feels pain. Number 44, the, uh, actually number 45, the ability to recognize the human condition by his handwriting, the ability to beautifully, intelligently communicate in writing. Now keep in mind, these qualities are very old, very ancient. So right there and then, you have your answer. People were always educated. People always knew not only how to read and write, they also knew how to tell a person from their writing. Number 46, the ability to convey her condition and perception of the surrounding world through painting and drawing. Oh, look at that. People also knew art. 
They were able to draw beautiful pictures. They were able to create beautiful art from ancient times. Number 47, the compilation of garlands, wreaths, and bouquets, and the knowledge of their hidden meaning. It goes back to also the hidden meaning of symbols, symbolism. Uh, each flower has its own meaning. The way the bouquets are arranged has its own meaning. And I have to say that I see this coming back again because I see people more educated today, especially women more educated today about flower arrangement and everything else on the subject than even 10 years ago. So with the morning of Svarog, we are able to get we are are becoming more knowledgeable and more open to our ancestral heritage. Uh, number forty-eight: the knowledge of fairy tales, epics, legends, proverbs, and folk songs. Definitely very important because you have to keep in mind that before everything was passed on verbally from mother to daughter, from father to son, from grandparent to grandchild. So the more you know, the more you can pass on. I was just speaking the other day. Uh, the longest song I have ever read about lasted for three days and three nights. So imagine somebody like today, if you look at most songs, well, they, they range anywhere from about three to six minutes. Now imagine if you turn on TV and a senior begins his song and no matter how often you turn on that same channel he still sings for three full days and three full nights that's what 72 hours so definitely and it's also definitely good exercise to uh, a way to exercise your memory the more you try to remember the better your memory will be 49 the making of dolls for games rituals and witchcraft I've met many women who are able to do that and they are really happy, really uh, like to provide their knowledge to young children. Uh, I've seen many classes of arts and crafts where women who learn that from their grandparents, they will sit down and they will educate young children on how to create dolls basically out of anything that they find, paper, out of cloth, anything that they have uh, available to them. They will learn, uh, they will know how to create different dolls out of it. And of, co of course, dolls are created for a specific purpose. If that purpose is a toy, it will be a toy. But if the purpose is for a ritual or witchcraft, definitely something to also learn. I mean, uh, again, the more wife knows, the better, the more her husband will see in her. She doesn't have to reveal all of it to her husband on the first day. I mean, I know couples that's been, who've been together for 20, 30 years, and uh, they still continue to learn something new about each other, both wife and husband, each and every day, something they never knew before. And that's what keeps their bond strong. That's what keeps them together. Number 50, the writing of poetry and songs and their execution. Well... Who does not like a woman who can sing beautifully? Number 51, 51, the knowledge of favorable and unfavorable music rhythms, tempos, and melodies, 
and the ability to play them on various instruments. I actually been to a music school and I looked on the board of the best students for that school and two-thirds of those students were females. I don't know what it is about men currently. I don't know what it is about boys, but I think music is something that should be learned by both females and males alike from early childhood. So as soon as a child is able to learn music, take your son, take your daughter, and march over to the nearest music school because you will be happy you did that a decade later or even a couple of years later when they will be able to impress you by doing something that you are unable to do. And let's keep it real. I mean, let's agree that our goal here is not to just raise our children. Our goal here is to raise our children so they become better than we are. Number 52, the ability to plastically move and dance to different melodies. So, not only be able to create music, but also be able to move to that music. Okay, number 53, the art of entertaining games, agility, and dexterity. Again, it goes down to, it comes down to knowing as much as you possibly can. You have to keep in mind that TV was not always there. Radio was not always there. People and people still never found themselves bored. I mean, the least a person could do when he or she found himself or herself bored, just pick up a book, learn something new. I mean, I, I will say this over and over again. The best thing anyone can currently do is throw away their television. If you don't want to throw it away, really, really keep an eye on what you watch and keep good control of what you watch and of what your children watch. And really reduce the amount of time you spend in front of your television each and every day. Uh, number 54, the ability to determine her position in any place. Um, pretty simple there. Number 55, the ability to juggle various items. Again, it comes down to the more skills a wife has, the more perfect she will be for not only her husband, but let's say let's say we're not talking about a wife. Let's say we're talking about a maiden who's who will be ready to create a unity of semya, who will be able to create the unity of marriage within the next year or two. If she has lots and lots of skills and different abilities, each and every man she meets will want to make the unity with her. Right now, the most often what I hear is, well, there aren't really good men, there aren't really any good men out there. This is what I hear from very many single females. Well, before you say that, and goes the same thing goes to if a man says that. But before you say that, stand in front of the mirror and look at yourself. Look at what you can do. Because if the only thing you can do is spend time on Facebook or on other social networks to gossip about what, what you ate for lunch, well, 
are you really good material for marriage? Are you really a good maiden to marry for any man who's out there? Just the other day, I um, saw somebody comment that before any hot girl or any beautiful maiden says that there aren't any good men out there, look at yourself. I mean, most many women who say that, well, many maidens who say that, they will say that at a club or after a club. Then they will go home. They will remove their fake eyelashes. They will remove a layer of makeup that's on their face. They will remove the high heels. They will remove the wig that they put on. And what remains? Well, what remains is the real you. And if you look at yourself in the mirror, you have to ask yourself one question. Well, am I worthy of a good man? Am I worthy of a good husband? Let's take a quick break. I will uh, turn on another melody for you. Again, this is Slavic folklore music. And uh, when we come back, uh, we'll finish this list. And uh, I guess we'll be done with our episode for today.
with the show, the Slavic way with DK. Once again, I'm DK, and today our subject is qualities of a perfect wife. And now we're almost done with the list, and the next one on our list is, and believe it or not, this is a quality of a perfect wife, the ability to deceive. And you may laugh, but a good wife will not have the ability to deceive her husband, to deceive others when it's necessary. The next one after that is the ability to guess numbers, names, objects, and words conceived. This goes down to way before when people were more spiritually developed. They were actually more developed as a, overall. And they had the ability to, well, let's just say telepathy was more developed. So it was not only the ability to guess, but the ability to see the number that, or see name, object, or a word that's in, uh, in another person's mind. Uh, next one is the knowledge of games based on guessing. Well, let's face it, there were no TVs, no internet, no radio, 100, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, and people had to find ways to pass time. And if they weren't learning, they were playing games. Don't imagine a person who lived 200 years ago as somebody who just sat on a chair and stared at the ceiling all day. People were not idle back then. People would always move around. I even heard stories of a... You, you would take an old grandfather who is almost 100 years old or even past 100 years old and all of a sudden he would, be, he would say something like, well, I'm going to go get some firewood. And guess what he would do? And some of them would even do it in a really cold winter. He would go outside, take the sleds, and walk, walk, walk into the forest, collect firewood, and walk back. And we're talking about not like a hundred yards, but he would walk several miles each way. If you would see that happen today, you would probably be like, well, are you stupid? We have firewood right next to the house. He'd probably look at you and say, son, this is about the walk not about the firewood. And that's why people lived longer. They were not idle. They always moved. Life is motion. If you stop, you're done. Let's see. The next one is the ability to mislead opponents. Again, you have to be skillful at anything and everything that you do. That. Those are the qualities of a perfect wife. Why wife? I mean, we discussed it in the beginning of the show. Just rewind and listen. The knowledge of different games of dispute. Again, it came down to not being bored when you have nothing to do. And the only time, like really, the only time when I can think of our ancestors not having anything to do is during the winter. You would sit around the house, several generations of one family, and you would either tell tales, 
or play games, or you would hold arguments. And these would be friendly arguments. I mean, nobody really argued to a point where fists began flying. But you always need to be able to prove your side of an argument. The next on the list is, I found it really humorous, but it's definitely a good quality of a wife, and not only before her husband, but when it's necessary, is the ability to cry. We see this in actors, the ability to cry on cue. Well, a good quality of a wife is the ability to cry on cue at any time. Of course, if the occasion calls for it. Uh, next one after that is the ability to appease an angry husband. Well, let's see. Definitely a good one to, definitely a good quality to possess because if husband is angry for any reason, what will make him angrier? Yell at him or if you find a way to appease him, if you find a way to calm him down. So definitely a good, good quality to have. Following that is the ability to man manage jealousy of her husband. Well, we see this today uh, when a woman wants to, when a wife wants to attract her husband even more, she will find a way to make him jealous. But ladies, do keep in mind that there is a line that you better not cross or you should not cross. And each and every wife should know that line because each and every husband will have that line when it comes to jealousy that should not be crossed. Number, this is the last one, number 64. To consciously, consciously perform her duties even in the event of the loss of her husband. Now, if you scroll back down the list, you will see that many of these qualities of a perfect wife will not only are not only qualities of a perfect wife, but overall qualities of a perfect female, no matter who she is. So, if her husband dies in battle and the wife is left by herself, or if her husband dies from anything else, let's say from illness or uh, from old age, and the wife is left alone. The qualities we discussed in this show will be enough to be able to get that wife through anything that life may throw at her. So that's the show for today. And again, a couple announcements. My latest novel, and it's a sci-fi novel, Forbidden World, is out. And it's available through Amazon and most online retailers. It's also available as ebook to be downloaded. So look for that. You can also find it through the page on uh, Block Talk Radio. Just go to my Slavic Way page on Facebook and you will be able to find it on there as well. It's a uh, fiction mixed in with uh, true elements. It's definitely a really exciting novel, at least from the first responses I got, because it's been out less than a month. And uh, also, the Slavic Way book 13 is out, which features 
lots and lots of different folklore stories which I did not change. I only found them and I pre- I translated them and I presented them in that book the way I found them and provided my own comments because some words, let's face it, they're impossible to translate. Names, places. Uh, I provided my comments to each and every uh, tale separately. So if should if questions should arise, uh, definitely have some information to fall back on. But the folklore stories presented in Book 13 of the Slavic Way series, there are just over 50 of them, and it's a large book. Uh, it's folklore for adults who are ready to study their Slavic culture, get back to their Slavic roots. I definitely would not recommend reading those to young children at night because that's, I say folklore, but it's history, it's our well, it's our heritage. So the the way it happened, the way it was passed on to us is the way I have it presented in that book. Definitely, I could change some of those stories, but then it would completely. Uh, they would completely have a different meaning. And that's how history was created. History is nothing more than somebody taking heritage, somebody taking a fact that happened and putting their own spin on it. Because his, history is not objective. Heritage is objective. Heritage is presented the way it happened. As to when history is presented subjectively by a person from their own point of view. On the last note, before we end this show, is do show your support for the show. If you want to see it on the air, you can uh, log on to PayPal and send a few bucks because it's definitely expensive to keep a radio show going. And the instructions for that are on the my Block Talk Radio page. You can definitely look into that. If not, you can always find me on uh, Facebook, just uh, look up the Slavic way or look me up, Dmitry Kushnir, and uh, we can have a chat on there as well. I mean, I definitely appreciate all of my readers, all of my listeners, and if you have questions, find me. I'll see if I can provide some answers. And again, the next show, the next episode of the Slavic way with DK will be all about husbands or all about men. We will discuss the qualities of what makes a perfect husband. And uh, I'm sure many of you will see, many of male listeners of this show will see that uh, I guess you're not as perfect as you believe yourself to be. On that note, I thank you for listening, and this has been The Slavic Way with DK. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.